Opening Arguments is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Oh, no associate of this firm has ever failed the bar exam. No kidding. And now it's time for T3BE, Thomas Takes the Bar, where every week I attempt to answer a bar question using nothing but nothing, actually. Just absolutely nothing. <laughs> just, just my brain. And we're joined by a special guest as a little teaser for the next episode. We're joined by Andrew Seidel. How's it going, Andrew? Hello. Great to be with you to take the bar exam. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a guest bar exam taker in a while. I'm, I'm excited. We can track your lack of excitement, like diminishing as frequency over time there. That was fantastic. I mean, I, I think I have stated repeatedly on this show that the bar exam is outdated and pointless and we should go to <laughs> experiential learning. But anyway, well, this new book we're on is fascinating. You, I, I, it's been really interesting to me, the questions on this one. They're a lot different than the previous books. So oh, okay. maybe it'll capture your attention. Who knows? Okay. All right. All right. And this is not a case you have personally litigated before <laughs> the Supreme Court. So, you know, you don't have that leg to stand yeah. on here. All right. Thomas and Andrew, because her wedding was in three weeks, a future bride requested to use a hotel's banquet hall for her wedding reception. The future bride, this is such a weird way of describing it, expected about 70 guests. When she tried to prepay for the hall, the hotel said that prepaying was not allowed, but gave no reason. Hmm. On the future bride's wedding day, another wedding party used the hall. For what tort or torts could the future bride bring an action against the hotel? What? Okay. A, negligent or intentional misrepresentation, and she will succeed. Uh. B, fraud and deceit, and she will succeed. C, conversion of the hall, and she will succeed at common law. Or D, none of the above. Well, as usual, Seidel, you got to let me smash into the brick wall real quick uh, by myself yeah, before you help me. Um, <laughs> Andrew's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> My answer is what? Uh, okay, so... Requested. All I'm getting is the bride requested to use the banquet hall. The future bride expected about 70 guests. When she tried to prepay for the hall, the hotel said that prepaying was not allowed. So she didn't, it's not, I don't even think she like claimed it in any way. She just requested. There's no indication in the question that the hotel even said like, oh yeah, sure. You can, you can do that. It, it's like, I don't know what I'm missing here. This seems like there wouldn't be any tort here. But this book has been killing me with a trick question, so we'll see. There was an answer that was like, yeah, assuming there's a tort, yes, there's a tort. And I would have picked that one because it's a trick book. Okay, so a lot of this fact pattern seems like it really doesn't matter. The timing of the wedding, assuming I don't, I don't think we're invited or anything, so we don't have to worry about that. So, yeah, requested. And I'm just going over to make sure I'm not missing something. Tried to prepay. Hotel said prepaying was not allowed but gave no reason. Another wedding party used the hall. I'm really struggling to see what what's going on here. Okay, for what tort or torts could the future bride bring in action against the hotel? I mean, I guess if you're really trying to figure out like what could have been against the law here, 
I don't think we're allowed to imagine like a race component and apply that or something, but like that would be a hypothetical. You think there's like discrimination going on here. Maybe, maybe this is a same sex wedding or something. And the, the idea is like, oh, they're just not, they're just denying it to her for no reason. And it's unfair. And they're saying, oh yeah, no, you can't prepay. And then just letting someone else do it. The only problem with that is they didn't even, they never let her sign up for it or anything. So I don't know. Okay. Cause like, it seems like they could easily say, Oh no, they already, they came first. <laughs> you know, they, they already had it, you know, cause there's nothing, there's nowhere that I see that she was guaranteed the wedding hall in any way. So that's what I'm hung up on. But let's see a negligent or intentional misrepresentation and she will succeed. Is that a tort negligent or intentional misrepresentation? I mean, maybe that's a shorthand for a tort that would exist in some context, but if that's, if that's the entirety of the tort, I feel like if I wear a toupee, I feel like you can't just sue me for intentional misrepresentation. Like there's gotta be more to it than just (laughs) having done. I I want to cut that for the show's intro. That was fantastic. Uh, If B, uh, you know, okay. So B fraud and deceit and she will succeed fraud and deceit. See conversion of the hall. I'm pretty certain it's not that. And she will succeed at common law. That is, oh boy. Knowing this book, that'll be the bullshit answer that somehow is right. Like based on the the track record here or D, none of the above. God, this, you just got a book of trick questions, Andrew. It gave me like two, three easy ones to start, boosted my confidence. And now we're all trick questions. And now I don't know what to think. Maybe this is incredibly easy and it's D, none of the above. Or because we've had like three trick questions in a row, there's probably some crap I'm missing and I don't know. I, I can't think. Okay. I don't like a fraud and dis- fraud. Where was the, fr- I don't, I don't like it. I mean, okay. Conversion of the hall and she will succeed at common law. You would argue that like she, uh, but conversion is, isn't that just when you take stuff or you, I don't even think I can go for that. I think I have to go for D none of the above. I don't know if I was going to narrow it down to two answers, I would say fraud is just such an easy catch-all that you normally, I don't know about deceit. I don't know if that's going to mess up the answer that you're going to tell me, oh, sure, fraud, but deceit's not a tort. So that means or something. So that doesn't work. So I I guess if I'm going second chance answer, I'd say B, but I I have to stick to my guns. I'm going D, none of the above. I don't understand what they're getting at here. So between B and D, I'm going D. I mean, I think your reasoning was actually like pretty good. I, I think one of the questions is, do they actually have an agreement for the hall? The sentence when she tried to prepay for the hall, the hotel said that prepaying was not allowed, but gave no reason. Like you could read that that is the hotel agreeing that she has it, but that they can't accept prepayment. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit of a push. I think like you would also expect to have some sort of written down agreement if you're going to be renting a venue, which is what misrepresentation, negligent or intentional misrepresentation in A would suggest, like there's actually some sort of contract. Um, uh, Fraud and deceit, I don't think, I think A is the better answer for those two. Conversion, you were right. That is basically what conversion's like. I don't remember the definition. It's really old. It's common law stealing. I'm going to take your chattel, something like that. I wouldn't think that she would even have that against the hotel. It's the hotel's chattel. I mean, she might maybe against the other wedding party. I don't think she succeeds either, which is part of the answer for A. So I was going to also go with the D, none of the above, though. A would be my backup, but I like you, but I don't know. Uh, All right. So you're between A and D, answer D. I'm between B and D, answer D. Uh, we'll have to find out next week. And we'll hear more from one Andrew Seidel uh, about his new book. <laughs> Definitely tune in. It's going to be a great interview. Can't wait. 
Thanks for agreeing with me on the bar exam, Andrew. <laughs> I slipped him a 20 to do that. And if you'd like to play along with Thomas and Andrew, and uh, who would not want to do that? Uh, you know how to do that. Just share out this episode on social media. Include the hashtag T3BE. Include your guess your reasons, therefore. We will pick a winner and shower that winner with never-ending fame and fortune. Fame and fortune not guaranteed. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.